We may act sophisticated and worldly, but I believe we feel safest when we go inside ourselves and find home. A place where we belong and maybe the only place we really do. This week's quote by the wonderful Maya Angelou, taken from her book, Letter to My Daughter. This book was left for me by my mum after she died. Her words felt as if they were spoken just for me. Hello and welcome to Mindfully Thrive. This week is all about sharing your truth. I'll be sharing my experience and finding my voice and we will open up the question of what it means to speak our truth and we will find out five simple ways we can stay in our truth as we interact with others. Perhaps you will also begin to find the courage to use your voice. Do you long to speak your truth? Do you feel like you have something of importance, a message to share with the world? We all have a purpose, a reason for being. Are you living yours? Speaking your truth has been showing up as little messages for me this week. And the reason I've decided to share my thoughts on the topic is because podcasting is basically you talking about your experiences. And so speaking your truth can help others while helping us feel more connected, allowing us to create a space of oneness and community. This space is not about being right. My friends and family know that I'm not all that opinionated. I don't feel the need to put my opinions on others. However, I do love my view of the world. I believe we are all connected and one with the universe. Cliché, I know, but this is my truth. It is these ideas I share with my girls. In such a busy world, the importance of speaking the truth has never been more meaningful. As human beings, we are so bombarded by gossip, loud noises and messages about how we should be living our lives. It's no wonder many of us become overwhelmed and get confused about what we really want to say to each other. I never regarded myself as a good communicator when I was younger. I never felt confident in my bilingual upbringing. I always felt like I lacked knowledge, vocab and quite frankly a strong enough opinion. I opted to sit on the sidelines for fear of looking stupid or offending someone. Plus, I never really felt it necessary to say what I really thought. I didn't think my opinion was valid. Once I began to bring my awareness to the concept of speaking the truth to those around me, at first it felt uncomfortable. Telling people what I really thought, was it necessary? The master's diploma in coaching and emotional intelligence I did over the last couple of years gave me the confidence in my own opinions. My ideas had resonance and I began to gain a sense of self-worth. I began to notice there are many times I make a conscious choice not to share my opinion, not because I don't feel like it's worthy of being heard, but because the people around the table are not actually listening. It's their own opinion that they want to hear, not the opinions of others. It's on these occasions I just save my energy, smile and sometimes leave the room. When we become really quiet, we can feel our truth. It definitely is a process that requires practice and commitment to one's own personal growth. It can only come from within you. Not sharing your truth can show up in many different ways, perhaps by not saying what you really are thinking. Maybe saying yes instead of really wanting to say no. I know from experience that this can lead to resentment in the moment of having to do the thing you agreed to. 
we can start by giving ourselves permission to be honest. That might mean we have to sit in silence until we know what honesty looks like. Perhaps just not speaking at all in certain situations. It can often time lead to a feeling of suffocation, as if you're living in a box or feeling trapped. When we are surrounded by all the noise or spending time in the company of the same people, often opinionated or vocal, we can lose sight of ourselves. The opinions of others can lead us to forget our own truth, what we believe and what we think. So how do we begin to find ourselves again? Well, by spending some time alone in contemplation, perhaps rooting back to yourself as a child, what you were like as a kid. Where did you find the pockets of joy? What brought you happiness? How did you spend your time? Gently becoming connected with that inner child again can bring us just enough courage to begin to take forward action. The truth is, this podcast grew out of me spending a week at Christmas transfixed on a pair of knitting needles. Teaching myself a new skill with all its flaws and imperfections gave me the courage and reminder that I'm capable of trying new things. I am capable of doing so badly and that's okay. It taught me to be okay with my desire to learn new skills, to do something totally outside of what my family are used to seeing me doing, to take a sidestep and adjust what I do with my time, reminded myself about who I am, essentially a truth of me I had forgotten or lost along the way. During those moments of knitting, it took me to a place like meditation does. I got really quiet and focused. You can do this by getting out in nature also, going for a walk. It gives you the space and the silence to hear your own thoughts, question them, as they may be revealing your own truth to you. We just have to learn to listen. As I mentioned earlier, your own truth will come through as feelings. In reflection, I suppose you are essentially the first generation of women where it's accepted and normal to be doing it all, the family and the career, and we're just trying to figure it all out while staying sane. There's a pressure in just doing the everyday, never mind the pressure to be perfect within that story too. Essentially, that is a choice we put upon ourselves, and I include myself here. If we can grow and learn to accept and love the unhinged, the unedited bits of our lives as much as we love the carefully curated Insta feeds we share, we can live in our truth by having compassion for ourselves and ultimately the pressure will be off your family too. Because imagine, if you're putting that pressure on perfection on yourself, you're sure as heck putting it on your family also. Embracing the wholeness of yourself, your life, your mess and your humanity will allow you to be more connected, more grounded and loving with those around you. Uncovering the messy bits of us, the discomfort of sharing it with others will open up a space for those listening to feel understood and supported by you. I mean, how often have you felt fear to confess a certain experience or feeling and when you do so, that person instantly feels at ease and grateful for your honesty as they are human too, just like you. It's at times like these, for me, let's say, right now, in this present moment, when we are experiencing growth through discomfort and newness, it can stir up a lot of emotions. The self-sabotaging thoughts can come up, yet I'm learning to remind myself that I'm in growth mode. It's not fear, it's discomfort, disguised as fear. I breathe deeply into it and accept it, 
I try to nurture myself with kindness and have taken comfort in the simple things this week, knowing and accepting I am doing something new. Therefore, it's not easy, but there's a reward at the end of it. I felt my soul alive again. Remember, there are no goals worth panic attacks and anxiety or high levels of stress. However, it requires self-awareness to notice the tipping point. The comfort blanket is a place to come back to for a short while, but not to stay forever. It's getting harder and harder to leave the blanket, just like Linus in Peanuts. We want to carry it around wherever we go these days, since we have very little option of adventure right now. The less we do, my concern is, the harder it will be eventually to start to do anything just a little bit uncomfortable. Again, this is why I'm here. I won't stop, can't stop growing. So that right there is my truth, finding my voice and sharing my emotional journey through the process of Mindfully Thrive. Inspo Pause. That time in the show where we take a pause and share some inspiration that I've been having throughout this week. So reading, I've been reading Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements, again. This book offers a code of conduct based on the ancient Toltec wisdom that advocates freedom from self-limiting beliefs that may be causing suffering and limitation in a person's life. Currently watching Schitt's Creek, all about inclusivity, speaking your truth, and just a lovely, fun, feel-good series. I cannot recommend it enough. It has made me laugh out loud, made me cry. I just can't get enough of it. Currently listening to The Self-Care Club with Lauren and Nicole. It's really, really fun. Important conversations about prioritizing ourselves as they trial different self-care practices each week. Currently following Joya Yui, her self-practice yoga guide and all things chakras which has been really helping me find my voice by balancing my throat chakra she gives loads of coaching tools and yoga postures for specific areas of your body that may be out of alignment so be sure to check her out and i'm currently using the insight timer app for my 15 minutes of meditation in the mornings so back to the show So for me, speaking my truth also means speaking mindfully, with authenticity, compassion and speaking from our hearts. The book The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz brought me to this realisation. I cannot recommend it enough. Something I've learned is that there is no room for fear to be present when we are speaking the truth, whether we are speaking in public to a large group or to someone we love, because if we are fully present, giving and breathing deeply, our fear will melt away. If we're still feeling nervous, anxious or afraid, it means we're still letting our heads do the talking and more often than not, that voice is saying, I wonder what everyone's thinking of me right now. I wonder how they think I'm doing. Holding on to the fear of judgment means you are not fully participating in giving 100% of your authentic self to those listening and you're probably not speaking your absolute truth. So you may be asking, how can we begin to practice speaking mindfully and truthfully more often? A huge thing I've learned is that we are a mirror to those around us and how we behave and react will be reflected straight back to us. So as we become more mindful of our actions and speaking in a kind way, people we love will too and our relationships will improve. 
So the next time you go to reply to a comment or you can feel an argument coming on, if something hasn't worked out, ask yourself instead, is a period of silence needed? Ask yourself if what you want to say needs to be said at all. Because one way we can make sure we're only saying what we need to say is by being quiet more often. If we think before we speak and if we step back and give our words space to resonate, we can create the safe space for others to be with us and open up more. Although many of us are afraid of silence and have spent our lives thinking that we need to fill it with words, speaking less and therefore more authentically and honestly makes us better listeners. We have all been brought up with the concept of polite small talk, but a lot of the time this way of communicating is meaningless. It's the interesting questions and conversations that connect with us on a deeper, more personal level that stay with us. For instance, how often have you caught yourself asking someone how they are doing in order to fill the silence in a conversational way? Yet you know deep down you don't really want to know the full story of how they are. When you find yourself asking a question because you feel you need to, stop and ponder whether anything needs to be said at all. Your dreams, your heart's desires, the truth of what you really want in life and everything you are holding back from expressing to those around you all needs to be realised. If it isn't, your heart is going to break from regret and from the heaviness that comes from not speaking your truth. So I invite you to play with the practice of speaking the truth and notice how freeing it feels to communicate in an honest way. Notice how much less you dwell on situations because you know you've said what you need to say. Learning to speak the truth in the present means regret won't get a chance to be part of your future. The pause button. I invite you now to take a moment to sit comfortably and close your eyes. If you're not driving, running or walking, that is. And we're going to take a deep body filling inhale. Slowly exhaling. Slowly sending it out through the body. Down to our toes. And we're going to focus on the cycle of our breath. Bringing awareness to the inhale. And the exhale. Slowing down the breath just a little. As I invite you to practice the affirmation for self-expression. I can define my dreams and goals. I communicate confidently and with ease. I express my intentions with clarity. My voice inspires and shapes my reality. I can define my dreams and goals. I communicate confidently and with ease. I express my intentions with clarity. My voice inspires and shapes my reality. Taking another inhale and a gentle exhale. So as you get notebooks at the ready, I would just like to give a shout out to Joya Evie for sharing with us that affirmation today. And here are five simple practices that will help you lean into speaking your truth this week. Number one, quiet the mind. Find some quiet, free yourself from all the noise. That's what Netflix is good for. 
When the rest of the house is quiet, use the time for you. Practice getting comfortable in the silence. Sneak off for 10 minutes, grab a notebook and a pen. Sit in silence for five of your 10 minutes and then the next five jot down any thoughts that came up during that silence. Don't judge your thoughts, just get them down. Writing them out will begin the process of self-reflection and your self-awareness skills will strengthen. Write it down. Number two, write down your dreams and visions for your future. Perhaps share them with your dictaphone alone. After writing them out until you feel confident in who is worthy of listening to them. I have learnt the hard way and I still trip myself up. Sharing too soon to the wrong people will hold you back from speaking your truth. It takes strength of character to ignore the reactions from loved ones that we may not have been expecting. It's hard to keep going with the same excitement and enthusiasm of dreams and goals if we have experienced a negative response. Sharing your vision is personal to you. It's your truth and it's yours alone, but everyone has an opinion. If you're not ready for it, don't share it. This tip sounds counterproductive, but I feel there is a privileged few who are ready and prepared to hear your future visions for yourself. Pick them carefully. I think this could be a whole other episode. Share your past truths. I think this is the part that allows you to fully own your journey, your unique story, and this is the truth, that it's generally the part of us we may have been hiding or denying its place in our hearts as we may not want to wear it on our sleeves. In my case, perhaps it's not fully sharing the entirety of the story. It's a difficult aspect of our world to measure, sharing what is necessary and holding back on the more intimate details of the story. A question for you. Is that still known as speaking your truth, I wonder? Is it necessary to share everything about yourself? Perhaps it's in the details you bring comfort and help to others. If this were to be the case, I would happily share all the details. An important part of speaking your own truth also means listening to other people's truth. The practice of deep listening can help here. This would be tip number four. So practice the art of deep listening when your family member is talking to you, check in with yourself and ask, am I being fully present in this moment? Am I making eye contact? Can I adjust my body so that I'm showing them I see them and they matter to me? The more we model this behaviour with our loved ones, the more likely we are to receive it in return. No is a full sentence. Tip number five. Although my kids will tell you I'm the first to always say no, it's not entirely true, just with sugary treats. I tend to over-agree to do so many things that by the end of the day I feel depleted. Like the battery died, just shy of half an hour before the kids' bedtime. I notice myself getting grouchy, a short fuse and so on. I decide to take 20-minute sessions to reboot my brain. Silent moments in the day, a lie-down or a meditation... Speak the truth about my boundaries and my needs shows me I love and respect myself over all else when necessary. What I've found over the last week since beginning this journey in podcasting is that as I delve into the idea of being authentic, it's becoming more and more important to me. I feel my soul became a little bit stronger. I trust myself a little more. It feels like I'm taking up a little more space in the world. I'm leaning into baby steps of navigating what it means to become authentically me. 
by learning to find my voice and speak my truth, learning to take the first steps as I begin to discover what that really means, what it really means to be authentic. I would love to hear more from you and what you feel authenticity looks like from your perspective. What is it you would like to speak about? What gifts do you have to share with the world? Thank you for joining me on this journey. Some exciting news next week on the show, we will be talking all things creative with Lucy Sales, mindset and energy coach for the creatives. Lucy helps empower ambitious creative entrepreneurs, helping them ditch their negative beliefs, release their fears to step into their confident power so they can increase exposure to their own individual gifts. I am so grateful for your presence and if you've enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes as it helps grow the show and reach the ears of those that need to hear it. Until next week, remember, you are enough just as you are. All the love, Ella.